This episode of The Challengers was recorded on May 28, 2020, just three days after George Floyd, an unarmed black man, was murdered by police in Minnesota. We touch on the topic towards the end of the show. We'd also like to take this opportunity to state that The Challengers stands in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of The Challengers. As many of you know, The Challengers is a podcast that I host uh, where I talk to people who have experienced um, surprising, often unwelcome challenges in their life, and then talk to them about what happened next. Um, the conversations which you should listen to uh, wherever you listen to podcasts are often brutally honest, intelligent, revelatory, and very soulful. <clears throat> This evening will not be any of those things. (laughs) (laughs) This evening, I have asked my dear friends, the private practice cast and some of the crew to join me on the challengers. And here's the tie-in. We love each other dearly, and there's been some questioning from you all about like, can you guys get together? We can, we want to, we adore each other. But also I will say the way that this is connected for me is during these extraordinarily challenging times. And I don't care where you are, what your situation is, we are all being challenged by the same thing. What keeps me sane and gives me hope and honestly helps me get through the day is contact with people I love. And so that's what we are going to experience tonight. Um, We are also raising money for an amazing charity called No Kid Hungry. So there's going to be some information about that. Um, And so hopefully by coming together, we actually help each other out as well. So without further ado, here is the private practice cast who is joining me today um, in no particular order. Mr. Brian Benben, who played Sheldon Wallace, I think. Um, Ms. Audrey McDonald, who played Naomi Bennett. Uh, Katie Strickland, who played Charlotte King. I want to make sure that I get everybody right. Uh, Katarina Sorsoni, who played Amanda Shepard. Paul Edelstein, who played Cooper Friedman. Ms. Kate Walsh, who played Alison Forbes Montgomery. And a very special guest, Sergio Lopez Rivera, who uh, is actually the head of our makeup department and our really dear friend. And he's going to be hanging out with us and also moderating some of the questions that you sent in. So, welcome. Oh my God, I adore you guys so much. Um, I don't, I feel like some of us saw each other at the Emmy party, right? <laughs> I yeah. missed it. I didn't see you guys. I was sad. I saw the pictures. Sad. Audra, I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Since LA, since I saw you in LA a couple years ago. I had dinner with you once. We did with, well, in New York. Yeah. Before you had your baby. That's right. You guys had babies at the same time. That's right. Yeah. Katarina and I did. Yeah. That's right. Not at the same moment. Oh, yeah, that's right. Close. The same father? I have babies like once a year. So (laughs) (laughs) the likelihood is I I was one of the people having a baby at the same time. (laughs) You have procreated a lot. Audrey, you've procreated some. How is, how, is, uh, how is your baby who's not a baby? Oh, my baby is three, um, and I gave birth to me. And that is, an, oh, a, really? that's a very, that's a, that's a lot of energy. 
<laughs> wow. Now that oh, I'm stripped, wow. she, she is kicking my butt. Oh. She's amazing. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I'm almost 50 and I have a three-year-old and we're in quarantine. That's, that's yeah. all you need to know. She's amazing though. She's absolutely amazing. Quarantine parenting is no joke. It is It is not for the faint of heart. Oh. Yeah. It, Katie, how are you guys? How are you doing? I mean, you know, he's going to be seven. So his awareness of everything is so massive and so connected. And we didn't use screens and, uh, except for the weekends. So that kid has gone from zero screen to screen all day. Yeah. And wow. it was a family event to sit and watch a movie on a special occasion or to like do cartoons and curate them. This isn't curated. This is you get an assignment with a storybook being read on YouTube. And then he's looking in the margins going, what is that? Uh, Commercials for the first time. Like it's, and it's wow antithetical to everything that was a tenant of our family. So we've just blown up. I mean, it's like, it's, uh, I mean, (laughs) it's a, it's a challenger episode. It's hard, right? It's hard to, the questions are hard and the when is hard and. And then if you have somebody or a kid who just thinks that way anyway, and then here we are. Well, it's an interesting thing because suddenly you go out, like you, it took us two hours to get Atticus to leave the house because suddenly we were run out of the park by police. The park he's gone to every day since he was six months old. So we were asked to leave and we were, yeah, one of like, and I'm talking like there were only 15 people in the park spread out. Wow. We were just, so that was really intense. I think for him, no, he hasn't. I'm the only person that's been at a food pickup or in any type of interaction with anyone. We designed it so that Jason's always with him so that no matter what there is all due respect, someone who's read every survival guide, like I just felt safer if one person in the family did the grunt work in essence. And the harder work is making the child feel safe. So I always felt like if, Mom went to the store to pick up something in the early days before it even, when everybody was so anxious, when everybody was like, it, it, I mean, we're kind of like, I think it's safe to say, I will assume it's safe to say about all of us, we're all kind of high vibration people that sends into people. That was my experience of you guys. And before the actual regulations when all the swirl was happening and people were like toilet paper was flying and frozen foods and everything. And that time was such a strange time because processing it and not bringing it into your home and literally not bringing it into your home and stripping your clothes at the door and hoping your neighbors didn't see your butt through the window because you had to literally change and spray yourself I never used chemicals. We didn't have a chemical household. It's like, a, and now I, I've literally sprayed my body with 409. <laughs> I feel like that was an episode that Shonda wrote. No, wait, that was whipped cream or something or no? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Cake frosting. <laughs> Cake frosting. But it's a, you, you asked, I mean, to to take it away from the front, which we have a plethora of because I bought anything I could see that might sustain someone who didn't have food so he was happy to get all his sugar in the house but it's a it's a 
it's a very strange thing when your kid is, when it, a child who loves the outdoors refuses to leave their home, mm. not because mm. they don't understand the rules, but because they're seeing people, you know, suddenly it's like the watchman and everybody looks like the watchman and everybody's energy is strange. I've had my car broken into, we had flooding. So there's been a lot of really intense, unexpected things that have happened around him and to try to navigate his safety when he can't like I, I'm sitting here and I kind of for the first time in all of this understand what he must feel like when he's watching his friends in a school lesson because I just want to like get you all because I've I've been starved for human contact in a certain way and also yours mm. is so specific to me and you okay. bring me back to a time of such creativity and and just being we were on top of each other in such a loving environment and that psychology right now is very I find hard for anyone to kind of grasp that I've talked to I feel like I'm saying so much so I need to just well no down. it's true like we are we are puppies in a box you know we are physical and, you know um, how old was your tiniest one, Katerina, when, when you guys had to go inside? She was like 12 weeks old when this whole thing started. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. But it's, but it's fine. I mean, I feel like for me, I, I have so many children <laughs> that I just kind of like entered a fugue state and I just kind of like wake up when the sun hits the window and I there's like babies everywhere and I just like juggle them <laughs> they wander in I change a diaper and then I like give a boob to one and then another one has like zoom meeting and it's we just, <laughs> if you stop you may fall over and never wake up again <laughs> so I feel like if you just keep moving the quarantine will be over and we'll all come out <laughs> into the sunshine and school will resume oh my god how is it is it is the lockdown different in la where you guys weren't you it was you guys weren't allowed to leave your houses no it was always like food and um yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean i i think it was it was it was suggested it was strongly suggested that you didn't leave the house but it was never enforced hey walsh how did you did you mean to be in western australia for the quarantine? Um, I came here to visit friends and um, I got stuck, but I, it's not a bad place to be stuck. But I did sort of escape New York, I felt. Um, yes. I got out under the wire. Like I left on the 12th of March Ooh. and I wasn't even yeah. sure, like while I was in the air, everything started changing because I had a layover in Doha and everything was shut down. Um, yeah, and I didn't know if I'd be able to get in through customs, but it was it was fine. But two days later, it had all been shut and quarantines were in place. I would have had to quarantine yeah. for two weeks or probably been sent home. Who knows? Um, so I feel like it's, it's very romantic that you're over there. I feel like, I don't know, it, it reminds it me of like- It actually is in many ways. And um, it was, but it's also was weird to come and it started off as a holiday and then it's like full on, lockdown and the lockdown here they did a great job there's zero cases now but they had they had it was lockdown even now you can't travel within the states of australia but they had um you couldn't travel city to city 
everyone was sort of in this weird, terrified pandemic mode. So I got here, it was like a ghost town and no one, and God forbid they hear you from New York because they think you're patient zero. <laughs> like, mm, mm. like, oh, oh, they think it's like yeah. zombie apocalypse. And um, so yeah, now everything is opening up. But it was really intense because, you know, I mean, my, my Derek, my longtime coworker and assistant, we worked together for 10 years and he he almost died. He was in the hospital for 27 days and what? literally almost died. What? Yeah, he got hit really badly. He was like 12 people at a dinner party. They all got sick, but he ended up in the hospital fighting for his life and is recovering now. He's um, how, long did, how long was he ventilated, uh, intubated? Sorry. He wasn't, he was only on a ventilator during surgery when they had to put a tube in his lung and clean out his lungs. Wow. But, thank God, that would have been, I think the ventilators are not great. I think they exacerbate the problem, but um, yeah. 27 days with no Did one. Did you have in. a cytokine storm? Huh? That you, isn't that the whole that Now it's like the, the inflammation happens and then there's a cytokine storm and everything goes nuts with your immune system? I don't know because I just played a doctor on TV. So I don't know. <laughs> it was like a war zone, Lenox Hill Hospital. Like a, it was, we were sending food and to the nurses. He wasn't even getting fed half the time. Like literally waiting nine hours for a meal, like it was just crazy town, like unbelievable what was happening. Do you do you feel that Audrey, where you are, or you're you're in your town, right? You're well, I'm. I you know I I was working in Brooklyn. Um, that's where we were shooting um, our our show, and um, it was starting to get really dicey, you know, on set because more and more people were dropping, not on our set, but in everybody's sort of like. Um, circles you were hearing about right. you know another person yeah. so it went from you know from us they were saying one day it was like there was purell everywhere the next day we couldn't you know the catering changed on the crafty changed. everything was wrapped up and like basically only processed foods for a while um just because they couldn't you know couldn't share anything and um and like the day that they started cdc started issuing these social distancing sort of guidelines we were freaking out on set going how do we how do you social distance how do you how do we keep working so we were all starting to shout you know please somebody and everybody was afraid to be the first one to shut down i think that's right. what was going on yeah of then our, our 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 showrunners robert and michelle were really compassionate and they were really listening and um so they pulled the plug first before, and then and then everything like we our our plug got pulled I think like on the 11th of March and then like by mm. three o'clock that afternoon they made the call for Broadway and and basically I feel like everybody got sent home sort of the same day you know actually mm -hmm. that's not true my husband was yeah, rehearsing yeah. A show. he was rehearsing a show and he their show um went for like four more days because they were going to perform in a theater that had less than 500 people. And so those like off-Broadway sh Broadway shows were thinking they could still keep going and they're trying to figure out how to re rehearse six feet apart. And then casts just said, you know, as we started hearing about Broadway casts starting to go down, that's, it yeah. ran. Oh yeah, down. oh yeah. That was so, so many of my friends have gotten it and some haven't made it. Some have recovered, um, some are still struggling. Um, it's frightening. It's really frightening. So, yeah, I were we as soon as Will and then I had to go up and get my kid from college. 
Um, Where is she, Audra? Um, she's at Brown, and they shut down, and so um, everybody had to, and that felt weird, too. We had to run up and get our kids. You see, it was like, you know, when you were moving them in, all these parents descending to pick up their children who were not social distancing. When I finally moved my daughter out of her dorm, I was gloved up, and then she got in the car after crying and hugging all her friends, and I sprayed that girl down. And, <laughs> yeah. And her actually, you know, her roommate and is, is, is from New York and her roommate's entire family got sick. I mean, it's, 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 it is, it, it, it is, it has been a war zone here. I mean, it really has been, which is why, you know, thank God we have a good, our, our governor's good. You guys have a good governor in California taking this seriously because we're seeing it. You know, I feel bad for the people in states whose governors aren't taking it seriously because it's coming. It's so, yeah, it's, it's, it's to have the intensity and like, I, I, I'm understanding a little bit. And obviously we have a president who politicizes everything, even in fact, even truth, even, you know, so we're, we should be used to that. And yet it's always jaw dropping to me. You know, it's like, it's not a, it, like I heard on the radio, it's like, well, I don't wear a mask because it just sends a scary message and I want to be hopeful. It's like, it's biology, dum-dum. It's not an opinion. The know? message you sent is, I care about you and I'm wearing this mask for you. Exactly. Because I'm not wearing my, this mask for me. I'm wearing this for you and you should be wearing one for me. Right. And that's the end. Um, okay, we're going um, we're gonna to jump into fan questions. Awesome. <laughs> that's an easy segue there. That was good. So I've gone through all these questions that I have, and some of them there are very, like very similar. So I'm just guys, gonna thousands, thousands. Wow, really? Yes, yes, too many. Uh, so these are just some. So some of them were very similar. So I think the general, what, what, um, what, anyway, what your biggest fans really want to know is what is your best memory of working on the set of Private Practice, or and or memories of working together. And if you had a favorite season, which I think is really hard to do because I don't remember season three from season one. But anyway, who wants to take this one? Kate, you're the star of the show. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think probably uh, my fondest I was even anticipating this. I was thinking, oh, I don't know what I would do without all of you guys. Like, I was like, thank God I was surrounded by really good actors. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't meant to be the, yeah. This wasn't meant to happen. So I was really happy to be working. Well, I guess also I was really excited to work with Paul Edelstein because we got, went so far back in Chicago. Remember, Paul? I was very like, oh, my God. Because we used to wait tables together. Okay. I know that you guys worked in a restaurant together. Did you meet at the restaurant? No, she got me that job. She she got me that job, too. She got me oh that job. Too. <laughs> they got us all employed. Okay. Uh, did we yeah, yeah but that was anyway, no that was like i think just being with everybody i mean the group scenes were always awesome i could say the kitchen scenes but all of it that also the makeup trailer was a very fun oh my gosh like, i wanted to like we could write a play about that makeup trailer remember Sergio? we just that was the best way to start and end the day yeah that i i take that that is the highest compliment that any of you could ever give me is the fact that I could create a team and a space where you guys felt good, that's my job. And I take it very seriously. So I'm happy that it all worked out. I want to say, I think one of the reasons, I mean, there are so many reasons that you are the head of makeup of all of Shondaland. One is that you make everybody look heavenly. 
<laughs> so gorgeous. Thank you. Uh, despite the long hours, <laughs> um, but but also, I think I think everybody here knows like the makeup trailer is really I, I think I mean there's the the lead of the show and there's the showrunners, but the makeup trailer is where every day it kind of sets mm -hmm. the tone for how yes. people feel yeah. on set and how people are treating yeah. each other. That's where everybody brings their comes in yeah. with their shit and they go out yeah. for the day. Yeah. I have an awesome trailer memory. There was during the era where you were working so hard, Kate, and maybe in a clinical depression, but you were coming to <laughs> your pajamas. And remember, and I think Audra, we all had black Priuses. And I, I, Kate, you, I don't remember what you were driving, but you and I parked next to each other. And it was a super early call. It was like five in the morning. I'm like already in the chair and you come in and you're like, okay, you're like, you know what? I was just listening to, um, I can't remember. It was like, I was listening to the Beatles or I, was, I remember it was something classic. And, and you said that and the good news is that like, I just, I felt so released. It was so great. And you know, the, the, the not so good news is um, I, I scratched your car. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh years later i was like oh my god i was like the mom and she was like the kid with the baseball crack them in like she had to think of how she was gonna present lead in <laughs> and i was like i was like oh it's so great i know you've been tired i'm glad you had a moment oh 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 the point of this actually is that is amazing. That is amazing. I was gonna say our producing director's name was Mark Tinker for you fans out there, meaning he oversaw all the directors and he directed a majority of the episodes and in any given season. And we always said that Tinker was dad and Sergio was mom. Like we always oh, kind of like had this like <laughs> we were children and the question about it. Like, we needed guidance, we needed love, and we needed a little maybe shaping. And hurting. We needed yeah. hurting too. We needed some hurting, and we had dad and we had mom. Yeah, basically, I would crumble into tears in the makeup chair, and Sergio's like, don't worry, we're going to fix it. And he'd come into my trailer and patch it up. And then Tinker would knock on my trailer, like, get the fuck to say. It was fucking crying. Is that a fucking crying? Like, I'm in like a highly codependent toxic I'm like, now you've just made it worse. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. What happens in the makeup trailer is, is, it's it's great because it's you have to be so aware that there's many different personalities and many different people that are having many different kinds of days and all you know so you kind of have to uh, be very sensitive about that right um, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys a different one actually this is this is this is a funny a funny question for Kate that I really liked is from Maddie Winningham she asks um, did you actually like the green juice. <laughs> I feel like you must have hated. <laughs> um, you must hate it now because every time Addison went to the fridge, she got her green juice. Do you hate the green juice, Kate? Yeah, I don't drink it. I don't <laughs> drink it at all. Why did I choose that? I think it was. I it was know. character. We were building a character. Yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. It was a very sugary green juice. Very, very sugary. Yeah. yeah. Very, very. Apple juice base. Yeah. Uh, uh, Melody, Melody uh, wants to know from Twitter. Um, wants to know if uh, did any of you keep things from your wardrobe or any sense of or other sentimental sorts of items? Yep. 
The answer is yes. Contractually, they can't say yes, but the answer is yes. I have been through this once before on judging Amy. So and we have fabulous clothes on private practice. So the minute I heard, I went to Linda Bass. I was like, she's like, she literally said, take whatever you want. I was like, yes. I took, I had to hold myself back. Linda Bass under the bus. And then, yeah, and then, <laughs> the time I think it was Katie, I was like, yeah, go ask her. But in the like four hours, Obviously, ABC had called Linda Bass and said, "Like, no, they can't have the clothes." <laughs> but oh I, my God. I have a lot of stuff. I do. Oh. I also have a, a lot of stuff. I, by the way, I would never wear those shoes. Those crazy high. I don't wear. I look at them now, like my bunions just, you know, howl in pain. Like I'm not. They kind of howled in pain then too. But we all wore those freaking high heels. Right? Yeah, yeah, I took my wedding dress from when uh, Naomi and Sam got married for the second time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Do you guys remember though? Do you remember always in scenes we would ask our co our scene partners if they're gonna wear their their acting shoes or could we wear our flats? Remember? Because yes. to keep yes. continuity for heights, so we're like, are you gonna wear? Are you gonna wear? Can we just all oh, agree God. to wear flats now? Especially and also, also it's like, where's the shot? And then I'd watch Kate in her fabulous pencil skirts, like after lunch, like oh, unzipped, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, our faces would drop and the belly would extend, which so also Kate, you were responsible for the chip, the chip addiction that I started because you were always eating chips Ooh. and it made them look so good that I went on like a yes. whole chip addiction yeah. that went on for like yeah. cutting chips with the pepper and the salt. The yes. red salt, the pepper and salt chips. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You may have seemed like it was healthy for us. And so we all just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a, a quick question uh, from uh, from Monique, um, who wants to know if you, if you had the option, if you had the option of playing someone else's character within this group, would you want to play another character, even for just, let's just say one day? I would kind of want to play Sheldon just to pretend I was as dry and funny as Brian, but I don't think I would pull it off. You had you had the driest. You were like the Sahara over there. Dating life. You also wasn't there a story? Was I? Were you? Were oh no, I was sleeping with two people. But weren't you sleeping with two people? Were Were we both sleeping with him, Katie? Or no? You were. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, me right. too. Me too. Me too. Okay, let's do, let's do uh, one more question. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, this question comes from uh, from my husband, actually. In moments of chaos like this one that we're living <laughs> through, how do each of you tap into your gratitude? Ooh. 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 Good one. I go outside. Yeah. You go, go outside. outside. I love it. That's, if I don't, it's very difficult for me. I, I, I know that if myself, it, it literally recalibrates you, I think, to take in, because when this started, there was no going outside because of the rain. I mean, I know you can go outside in the rain, but it, it was more work, I think, for, for my family to go outside in the rain than to go and like take in a rainy day. Like we weren't yeah. doing that. Plus that just blasts your immune system. So we were very conscientious of that. But if I can look up at the sky and watch a hummingbird and nature, God, we found yeah, turtles absolutely. and lizards and like rabbits. And there's been, and I know that scientifically there's been a lot of uh, recognition for what nature has come back that has been away for so long. But I always feel like if I can go outside 
I'm very humbled. And when I'm humbled, I'm typically a lot more grateful. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I talk to the flies. Like I'm literally like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Me. I talk to I talk to my vegetables in the vegetable like, garden. Hey I've oh. been talking to my plants too. Yeah. yeah. I tell them my favorite. I'm like, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Katarina, what were you gonna say? Um, just that we we started a thing. Uh, I guess around the time when quarantine started, where just before dinner we do rock paper scissors, and whoever wins the rock paper scissors tournament gets to start their gratitude list. And so we go around the table. And oh, that's great. Three things that we're grateful for. No, we get to name three things that we're grateful for. Um, and we just go around the table, and it kind of is a good end to the day. Yeah. Stephen kind of and I. Yeah. Stephen and I do that. Uh, we hold hands uh, when the lights are out, and we're already in bed with our eyes closed, and we hold hands, and we just say one thing, just one thing. Mm -hmm. And it really, it really, it really does help. It helps a lot. It could be as simple as, you know, he always makes me laugh. So just as simple as I'm just grateful I am with someone who makes me laugh. Period. That's actually, it's actually, I think there, it's like proven neurological benefits to, um, to being before you go to sleep to have like make a list of what you're grateful for so you're, you're, yeah. you're subconscious like you're going into it like you put the screens down and go into yeah. your sleep with yeah. um, good good vibes yeah. does anybody else want to say what they're i mean what they do audra we're doing with the baby we um say we talk about our day and she she talks about it in terms of she says oh my dream of the day was and so we talk about what was her favorite thing that happened that day amazing the other day we were looking at this, we had a really beautiful moon and we were looking at it and i was with my husband and, and the baby and i said oh gosh you can wish on the moon so so will said i'm daddy wishes for that his kids are all happy and healthy and yeah and, and that they have a lovely life and i said oh i wish for you know such and such and such and then so he said i wish that I'm the most beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, oh my God, I feel like I just did, gave myself what I needed, which is time with you guys. Um, I, what I find hard and, and especially hard this week, and I know that this is like a bigger spiritual practice question, but when my world is okay, I mean, and I have shit go, my mom fell a month ago and she's almost 94 and I like call it hospice, but today she's not in hospice, but tomorrow she, you know, so it's not like I'm immune, but I'm also really grateful for, um, there's just a lot of love and my brothers and I are coming together, but the outside world is suffering. There's so much suffering and pain. Oh, yeah. so I find mm -hmm. it really confusing. It's like, oh, okay. I, it's, I'm, I'm allowed to have a good day or I'm allowed to be grateful that my my you know how stay engaged but like yesterday i i i was like wow i have to actually not listen to the news today because i was so oh, yeah. overwhelmed <clears throat> the serenity of my home and there's so much gratitude but i felt almost guilty yesterday for having that thought because there's so much suffering especially this week was such a rough one is such a rough one it's hard, it it's hard. It, it that's a hard thing too to like not go into, I mean, I don't know anybody, I haven't spoken to anybody who doesn't know someone who's been sick or died or mm -hmm. had someone go into the hospital. I mean, like it is, as you started this out with a very, you know, in the beginning, I thought this might be the first time in the history of my life that everybody in the world understood something. 
whether or not they all had the same experience wasn't the point, but we all understand on some level, I hoped that there was a unification of at least an idea. And I saw it when people started to behave according to what we were told was safe. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing it if I checked in with the news, as you said, and most of the time, frankly, like my screen time has gone down 70%. That's because amazing. I, it's kind of crazy. My child has gone up 70, but yeah, mine's gone down 70. <laughs> but it's because the two people, as long as I know they're safe, in general, I can check later in the day to see that my family is or what have you. And I, I just, I had a moment where I remember thinking, everybody is feeling so deeply right now and that's to be recognized it's a very unique thing when everybody is either in the great suffering or in the i don't know how to feel because i'm not in great suffering but i can't walk into a store or whatever it is you know it's like a very mm -hmm. there's a commonality to consciousness right now where people have to respond yeah, and yeah. if we come out of this with a different understanding of how to connect or how we don't want to connect anymore or how we want to respond differently, there is a value to this whole experience that I think doesn't have to be weighted with just the grief. I agree and with you. Every, because everybody's grieving. Yeah. Everybody's grieving. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think even the, the people that I personally, for instance, I'm angry at who are like, I'm not going to do this and da 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 da, which I have a personal, I have a problem with that. But we're, they are actually responding to the same thing I'm responding. Like we're all having a response to this thing that okay. it happens so rarely that we're conscious that every person here is being affected by the same thing. People are going to have different reactions and yeah. those reactions are going to get co opted and screwed with and all those things but there actually is a thing that's happening to everybody at once, like you were saying, and there is yeah. a, hopefully something that can come of that. That is. But you, but Kate, you're like in a place where they're past it. Do they, does Australia feel like okay, that's in the past? Sorry, I was just thinking plus abject inherent systemic racism, which yeah. is yeah. like, yeah. sorry. Like, sorry, I am not actually, I mean, I am, but that, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, yes, but I will say that the internet, I feel like is doing some good in terms of if we can publicly shame and whatever we can do in our power and social media, I, I do feel like that has an impact to keep shining a light on it wherever we can in that way. I don't know. Well, I mean, um, here, also proof. you mean, Audra? What are you saying? I'm just saying the internet is a, at the very least, um, as far as systemic racism is concerned, what people of color, of color especially African-Americans have dealt with and known for forever. Right. We now have, whereas people can say, oh, well, that's never happened to me or I don't, I don't understand what you mean at that kind of interaction. Why did, I remember being in a, in, a, in a room with a bunch of people who were not black except for me and asking, they were all saying, so how, I mean, okay, what's the easiest way you've ever gotten out of getting a ticket from a cop? And I just, just as I was just listening to all the stories and I was like, you guys have no idea. Do you know what I mean? But um, at least we now have proof. 
and yep. yeah. not that we yeah. proof for ourselves, but we can now go, yes, this is real. Do you see it? And so that's where the internet, I think, is is doing some good. Anyway, but um, in terms of answering your question, the question for you, Kate, about um, what's what's it like there? It has Australia passed the. Um, yeah, it's it's very different. Um, they were they did. I mean, they had the luxury of geography and yeah. being so isolated, but also being sort of the, the the last girl of the dance, if you will, watching the way the rest of the world dealt with it. And they 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 it's a very partisan culture still, similar to ours politically. Um, it's very analogous, but it they all agreed. They have uh, PMs in every state, but also federally they all agreed on how they were going to do this they believe and they in just... science yeah do you miss your beautiful apartment and your animals like is there any like where am i kind of feeling or is it like the whole yeah. weird anyway it's also weird but then i i miss my animals a lot i don't really miss the apartment although i did like roll around in my clothes when they came <laughs> like, oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy i was like i really don't think I would like being a communist, just like the same outfit every day. <laughs> um, I've had two weeks of clothes that I've been wearing for two and a half months, but there's nowhere to go. Like, it's not whatever. Now I'm really good. Now you're really saying who I am. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, clothes, guys. You guys, I am so sorry, but it is closing in on midnight. That We're going to wrap it up, baby. Okay, we are going to wrap it up. I adore I don't want to. I miss you guys. I miss you guys too. So thank you everybody for coming on the show and for being my friends. And thank you to the fans who have kept these characters alive with your love and your dedication. And thank you to Ms. Shonda Rhimes who birthed them in your vast imagination. And I also want to remind you to uh, support No Kid Hungry, which is the charity that we are supporting and it's a way for us to come together during quarantine and make sure that we're all okay. So thank you so much for listening and uh, stay safe, be well, and we'll see you at the next episode of The Challengers. Love you, Love you Ames. Good to see you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye, you guys. Oh. <laughs> Bye. I just said goodbye to myself. Bye. <laughs> 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 Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>